I don't know if I'll include this in the episode, but if people are confused, <laughs> we have a grocery store chain down here in the South called Publix. And uh, I don't know if they've made it con- to Kentucky yet. Um, I haven't worked there in a hot minute, so I don't, I don't know. Um, I have a good friend of mine who still works there, but I haven't talked to him in a while and talking to him about public stores and where they're located is not at the top of the list to talk about. So you mean to tell me that's not the first thing you ask your friend who works at Publix, like, Oh, Hey, how are you doing? Do you know if there are any stores in a state you don't live in? So tell me how your market shares are. (laughs) Oh goodness. Yeah. Uh, no, nothing, uh, nothing of that sort, but, uh, they are famously known for their slogan, which is, Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And if you've ever shopped there, it is quite a pleasure to shop there. It's it's very nice. Look, I'm giving them free advertisement. Sorry, I was was waiting for the check to come in. Um, (laughs) I mean, just now if they want to get in touch with us to be a sponsor, because I would gladly I would gladly (laughs) You don't even have to pay me. You could just pay me in, in vouchers for chicken fingers. I would chicken, take that. Chicken fingers or the, the chicken finger sandwich? Oh, man. Yes. Asking, asking the hard questions tonight, folks. Yes. I, I think I'm more... I think I'm a bigger fan of just the tenders. Really? Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you know what they do have going for them? Oh, man. I could talk about this all night. Food. It's food. I You know, I... As you can see, or as you can hear, can you hear, can you hear <laughs> that sounds rude. the largeness of me? That's a rude question. Like, yeah, I've never <laughs> met this person, but they sound large. Like, oh, screw you, man. Like, what are uh, we doing? Yeah. Well, uh, no, we can, we can move on. John, how, how are you? What, what you been up to? Uh, soccer games. Yeah, I saw that. Our, our new, st- I say our, like it's like I have an interest in it or anything. The Nashville Soccer Stadium is now open. Uh, there have been three games played in it, and I've been at uh, three of them. Uh, it's wonderful. Are you an official season ticket holder? Yes. Okay, yes. look at you. They yeah. um, at each corner of the stadium they have a plaque with 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 like there's it's it's a bunch of season ticket holder names on the plaque, but it's like it's all about which gate is closest to your plaque. So it took us like I think it took us two games to find which one we were on, but there's a plaque with our name on it at the stadium. Well, how about that? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. 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 Your names will forever be in that stadium. I mean, I hope so, but ultimately it's just a plaque and they can they can take it down sometime. You know, I was just thinking eventually they probably will, like on their like they'll have like a tenth anniversary or something like that, and they'll be like, Hey, we're gonna put new names on the on the corner, so be the season ticket holder for that season. Yeah. And you'll be like, All right, here's my money. I mean I want my name up there again. Yeah. I mean I don't plan on not having season tickets, but life happens, so I mean you can't really say like it's never going to not happen. I'm talking in circles. Uh Jay, what have you been up to? <laughs> uh busy busy um yeah we uh we had a brief scare i i I almost had to call you and cancel for this recording because my grandmother ended up in the hospital they thought she had a stroke uh but it turns out it was just heat exhaustion which is not 
any less scary, but it is certainly less severe. So, but she's okay now and she's fine and she's, she's going to recover. She just was really dehydrated, but cause it is, um, it is already very hot here in Tennessee. And, uh, from the looks of it, from what I've heard from our local weather guy up here in the upper Cumberland, this, uh, heat wave is not going away anytime soon. It is here to stay potentially through the rest of the summer. So I'm not looking forward to mowing in that. Nope. Mm-hmm. Any other time it doesn't bother me, you know, like I, I don't, I, it really doesn't kill me to be out in the heat, but when you're working outside in the heat, that's when it's like, this is miserable and I don't like this. Yeah. I, I sweat a lot, like somewhat easily. So that, that bit is like, man, I don't like being outside when it like at my old job, I would start sweating walking from my car to the door. Yeah, I believe it. It's awful. It's it's just that hot here, and it's not so much the heat; oh. it's the humidity. Oh, is that it? <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's a dry heat. Uh, yeah, not here. <laughs> it is the thickness of a wet blanket. It is just not good. move on welcome to another episode of they didn't ask us i am jay and with me of course is my good friend feather forearm mueller factually true that's yeah yes. that's me hi hi it's right there hi there it is why why the left arm is there is there a reason for the placement uh... or is it just uh you just felt like if you flapped that arm very hard you might be able to fly no, I just early on when I was thinking like, you know, I think I'm going to get a tattoo. I didn't want it on my right arm just because of like having to like write things down and you don't want to like, it was a lot easier to be gentler with my off arm. So in terms I of gotcha. like, yeah. So, so like the recovery period, yeah, the, the initial maintenance and all of that, it was easier to do right. with the arm. I use less. Got it. I just wasn't sure if like, maybe you thought, you know, if I were to lose an arm, I feel like it would most likely be my right arm, so I'm going to get it on my left arm so that so I, I know it will... stay cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody not watching this, which is everybody, uh, the um, John threw up a peace sign, so... Because I'm that cool. Was, that was great. Well, John, we um, we got some stuff to talk about. Only a, only a lot, yeah. Only a lot. <laughs> Only a lot is right. Um, well, let's start with um, some news. Okay. Some news. So, have you seen the new still image of Natalie Portman as Thor? Probably, but I don't know that I know it's new. Okay. So, it exists. Um, and uh, so, one of the things when I... We talked about the trailer last episode... And one thing that I noticed when she, you know, is calling the hammer more near near, I can't ever pronounce it correctly. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Bless you. Um, yeah. <laughs> you sound the, like a confused um, cat. Yeah. And, uh, and she grabs it and she pulls it towards her and her 
arm is pretty muscular. Like, like she really looks like she put some serious work into working out. And in this new still, like, yeah, she did. Her arm is ripped. Like, it's pretty amazing. I, I could hold it up to the camera. I don't know how good you're going to be able to see that. Okay, yeah, she's been putting in some work. Yep. More power So to that's her. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So I was impressed with that. At first, I wondered. I was like, I wonder if that's CGI. It's not. She put the work into it. She really did. So good for her. You know, for somebody who said not too long ago that she was not going to do sci-fi movies anymore, she's doing very good at making sci-fi movies. Well... I feel like in a lot of instances when Marvel calls, you pick up the phone and at least see what they have to say. Yes. You might not always say yes, but when they call, you answer. Yeah, I feel like um, if you are involved with any of that at all in your contact list, you just label it as money. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry, I got to take this. My money is calling me. Wait, they're they're calling you too? Let me. me Your mommy? No, money. Money. My money is calling. In video game news, which is kind of some of the biggest news we have for this week, one of the big things is Bethesda has released a statement they're, about they're releasing Redfall. Skyrim on smart fridges. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, that was good. That was good. I re- <laughs> got him. Uh, yeah, like. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Not even in the slightest. No. Like, oh dear. No, uh, it's about their uh, Starfall or Starfield and Redfall, which is uh, two of their biggest uh, releases here soon. And their statement says, we've made the decision to delay the launches of Redfall and Starfield to the first half of 2023. Um, basically just saying that they're wanting to make it the best they can without any flaws and that's that's what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this in the wake of Cyberpunk, and we've talked about it with Gotham Knights. We might talk about it again with Gotham Knights here in a second. Um, if they're delaying it to make the game better, I'm on board. It's It stops there. There's no, like, ah, I'd like it faster. Yeah, but I'd like it to work. So, I mean, that's that's that. Yeah, you don't want a Cyberpunk situation. Yeah. Except they kept delaying it. And, and it didn't make it better. It, yeah. They still broke it. So then that, yes, that leads into Gotham Knights, which John uh, posted on our Twitter page. So if you follow us there, you could see that video. But we got to see some new gameplay. So excited. Man, it looks awesome, doesn't it? I So a lot of people were talking trash about like the movement and some of the mechanics and things. But it looks like it plays like an Arkham game, which is what we want. Yeah, it does. It, it looks just like that. And um, one of the things that was announced, because they did a whole slew of updates with it, um, one of the things they did announce, and I think they did learn this directly from Cyberpunk, was uh, they canned the old-gen releases. So there will not be Xbox One and PS4 editions of the game, because the thought is one of the things that happened with Cyberpunk is they built it to be the best, and then when they, like degraded it so to speak to put it on the the consoles that couldn't handle quite as much that's where it broke correct yeah so what gotham knights is doing is they're just saying like listen we understand that a lot of people might not have the new consoles yet but our like it's a new game you know you can't keep making games on what was 
because otherwise you don't take advantage of what you have. It just makes sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because I feel I feel for the people who won't be able to play it at launch, and I don't know. At the same time, it's like, well, you have enough time. You could acquire one. I mean, I can't speak for consoles, but graphics cards are actually in stock right now, which is the craziest thing to happen in like two years for for PC gaming at least. So I will say, Jay, I am a little bit upset that I'm going to have to get a PS5. Well, I don't have to, but like I have to. For KOTOR? For the KOTOR remake, yeah. Yeah. We had, we had talked about that a little bit, either last episode or just texting. And it's not that it's a remaster. It is a top-to-bottom remake of the game. Yeah, completely head top-to-bottom. And it's re-envisioning the part of the game that made me not play it, which is the, the hyper-itemized combat. Oh, uh, yeah. It's very tedious to me. Yeah. So the fact that they're giving it God of War-style combat chef's kiss it's wonderful yeah it's gonna be pretty amazing and i feel the same way i'm like okay well maybe it's gonna be worth it for me to just go ahead and get the next p you know get the ps5 Mm -hmm. and just go from there you know yeah um which is hard to say because at the same time i am very excited you know we just mentioned the bethesda starfield and i am very excited for that game i loved um skyrim uh even though it's been re-released a bajillion times I really enjoy that game. I enjoyed it a lot. And so the idea of a a um, Skyrim but in space just sounds really cool to me. So I, I'm pretty excited about it. But at the same time, I am I am still a skeptic just by nature. Mm-hmm. So I'm also not going to be one of those that buys it as soon as it's released. Most games I don't. And I let it play with others for yeah a month or so and let them tell me like is it really worth it or is this just hyped up and it's really not that great yeah literally let them get the bugs out exactly well next up with the star or uh, video game we have one of my favorite video games which came out two years ago christmas two and a half years ago fallen order mm, okay yeah so star wars the sequel to star wars jedi fallen order um is going to be Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Survivor. Now, is it Survivor Amazon, or is it, like, Survivor Pacific? I'm thinking Survivor Tatooine. Okay, okay. There'll be about ten people, and then you'll you'll have all these little games that you'll play, and then at the end of each week, you'll come together and vote people off. Do I... If I, if I get the totem at the end of the level, does that mean that I'm safe? Yeah, if you get the lightsaber, okay. which is the totem, yes you get to eliminate one of the other players. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, I got real... It's an MMO got... with 10 people. Real dark, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I am... Uh, I'm, I loved uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I loved that game so much. And um, as soon as I saw that the sequel has officially been named, and it's also it's coming out... Um, about spring next year. I would say allegedly next year, but it still hasn't been officially announced, which is yeah, a weird place to be to me. They're kind of thinking spring next year. But yeah, Jedi Survivor. I So I am just now playing through it for the first time. Oh, man. Because, and I'll tell you why, and I'll, I'll see if it makes sense to you. I started playing it a couple of years ago, and I got really frustrated because I thought it was going to be kind of like... I mean, we talked about how KOTOR is going to have the God of War system. I thought it was going to be kind of hack and slashy. I thought it was going to be like 
um, Force Unleashed, uh, a game from when we were growing up, and it's absolutely a, a, a FromSoft game, if you know what those are. It's like a, like Dark Souls. Yeah, it's very Dark Souls. And I was not prepared for that, and I got very frustrated, and I was like, no, I'm not going to play this game right now. But a lot of my friends are playing Elden Ring, which is, is a, it's a Dark Souls game, um, and I know that I'm not playing that. But, I mean, May the 4th was two weeks ago, and there's there was a sale on Steam. I got Jedi Fallen Order for $10. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So. Yeah, Fallen Order was one of those that I actually did buy when it came out. Yes. Yeah, and I feel like the sequel is going to be that, even for me, when it's like, well, I know what to expect now. You know, I, I will probably pre-order it, to be honest with you. Yeah, for me, it's one of those that even if it played exactly the same as the first one, like it was almost exactly the same, but just featured that same character, I would be okay with that. Because I, I loved that character. I loved the characters that he ends up teaming up with and flying around the galaxy with. They were all really great. Mm-hmm. So having just having that same game again, but with just more story, uh, I would be okay with that. Um, I mean, having not gone through the story yet, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm completely on board. I, I guess I would be curious because by that time, will we, will we know more about Ahsoka? Cause I don't think it will have come out by then. Cause it just started production like this week. Yeah. But... That was one of the things on the list was Ahsoka, uh, the original series that's going to be on Disney plus started production four days ago. Yeah. So, it's, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's now it's just wondering what characters they'll pull in as supporting for the second game because i'm like oh let's see what have i done i've done uh the first zepho i've gone to dathomir once just to get the double blade and then obviously you can't really do anything else early game so i went to uh kashik and then i'm back on zepho for the second time and i have like i've seen so i've already seen like a bunch of really fun characters and i've like barely dipped my toe into this game it feels like yeah, there is. And what's really cool about the game is it is one of those that along the way you unlock different abilities. So you're able to go back to past levels that you've done, past planets, and new parts of the map will be opened up because you can then use that new force ability to open up that section. Mm-hmm. So that is also very cool and, and a lot of fun about the game. So even though, yes, you could probably finish the game in like a day or two, like... But then you can go back and start working on all the little side stuff along the way. So yeah. That's neat. That's a lot of fun. But also, did you see this absolutely amazing uh, example for Unreal Engine 5? I saw it on my Twitter timeline, but I was a little bit afraid that it would end up being a jump scare and I didn't watch it. It is not. A, I thought the same thing. It is not a jump scare. <laughs> If you haven't seen this, I highly recommend going on YouTube and looking it up. Um, it is so Unreal Engine is something that a lot of newer video games were created on. Um, one that's standing out to me is Batman Arkham Knight. I think all the Arkham games actually were made on an Unreal Engine, um, and it and it just gives just this amazing texture to a game and makes it look very realistic. Well, this Unreal Engine 5, it it seriously looks like it's filmed by somebody's it looks like a camera video. phone. Yeah. And it's not. It's made by the Unreal Engine 5. Golly. And it's absolutely incredible. 
that's wild. So the idea that video games, gaming is just going to get more and more and more realistic like this is like, it's kind of frightening. Yeah. Imagine, cause the, like you said, it's, it looks like somebody's walking around filming it on their phone and immediately I'm thinking like, what is the VR potential for something like that? Oh, oh wow. That's, I can't even imagine. Ugh. You remember like when VR was new and they had the, the displays at like Best Buy and yes. it was the like the the tightrope walker, and there were all those videos of people falling and breaking stuff in the store. Yeah, imagine that, but with this, and using like a horror game. Nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. So, and then, um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, that's really all the the new. Oh, I guess uh, something to I guess just mention. Mention. Yeah. WB is considering replacing Ezra Miller as the Flash with Dylan O'Brien. I would be surprised if he did it just because of the, uh, what is a delicate way to say this, bad experience he had on one of his last big budget movies. For for context, Dylan O'Brien was one of the stars of the Maze Runner series and almost died doing one of the stunts in one of the sequels. Like, he got injured. Like, he was hurt really bad. So I don't... Uh, we've we've talked previously, Jay, that I'm not the biggest fan of the Ezra Miller Flash. But I'm also not a huge fan of change for the sake of change. Well, can you really say... You can't really say it's just change for the sake of change because Ezra Miller himself has gotten in trouble a lot here lately. And so I think the WB is just kind of looking at it like, maybe we need to think about getting somebody else just in case this guy does something drastic. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having somebody on standby, but like it's a bit of a pot kettle situation for WB cause they haven't fired Amber Heard yet. That's, that's very accurate. Yes. You're so right. it's, I don't know. It wouldn't sit right with me if they canned one and kept the other. So I feel like it's a, it's a both or none situation. Would it sit about as right as a turd in a bed? Uh, but it's from my dog. <laughs> Can't you tell? That makes sense. That was... Uh, if if that's a reference that you don't get, you're welcome. Good for you. Yeah. We're, <laughs> there's no context to be given for that. I'm not going to... I'm not explaining it. <laughs> Me neither. Moving on. So we have... Um, did you have any other news? That's all I could think of. No, I think... Um, I mean, we had a... We got a last... I guess a last little trailer for oh, yeah, Obi-Wan for Obi-Wan. Kenobi, but it, oh yeah happy may the 4th thanks a lot yeah <laughs> it was two two extra scenes that we didn't have before yeah uh, uh. the boy needs to be trained about as well as you trained his father it's a great line, oh. It's a great line. oh man ouch well, and then you, you juxtapose that with Ahsoka's line from Book of Boba Fett when she was talking to Luke about Anakin. I was like, he doesn't know Anakin. He knows Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. So it's like, maybe pump the brakes on like, your father would be so proud. Or like, he's actively not proud. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and then we also get to see the chest piece actually being inserted into Vader, which was interesting. Little prongs that I guess stabbed into his chest look painful. Um, Jay, could I, could I interest you in your opinion of losing three of your limbs and being burned alive by lava? Yeah, that might hurt too. I think too. that also looks painful. <laughs> yes. Yes. That would also be rather painful. Um, well, 
with that, we should probably review the last two episodes of Moon Knight. The last two, we have Asylum, was the fifth and penultimate episode. Very underused or misused word there. Just means second to last, makes you sound smarter. I don't, I don't use fancy words to make myself sound smarter. No, Jay, why would you think that? I didn't. <laughs> uh, episode five, Asylum. The hippopotamus-headed woman is the Egyptian goddess Tawaret. Why would you put a W and an R right now? Why? Um, who explains that Spectre and Grant are dead, and the psychiatric hospital is a boat sailing through the Duat, the Egyptian afterlife. She weighs their hearts on the scales of justice to determine whether they can enter the field of reeds, but the hearts are imbalanced by hidden memories that she suggests they explore together. Grant sees a memory of Spectre's younger brother Randall drowning, and Spectre's mother blaming him for it, while Spectre shows Grant how he became Khonshu's avatar while on a mission with his partner Bushman, who murdered Layla's father. Spectre and Grant convince Tawaret to help them return to the living world so they can stop Harrow, and she steers the boat towards the gates of Osiris. Spectre reluctantly explains that he unknowingly created Grant as a result of their mother's abuse. Grant and Spectre reconcile with each other, but their scales fail to balance and hostile spirits attack them, dragging Grant into the duot where he turns to sand. The scales balance, and Spectre finds himself in the field of reeds. I So I watched this on my lunch break at work on the day it was released. And I want to say, I texted you of just like, hey, whenever you watch this, it's a little bit heavy. It was. It was. You get to see it explains very well. Very, It explains how a person develops dissociative identity disorder, which is they have a trauma that happens, continues to happen, and then they feel like that they can't handle it. So unconsciously, a identity is created that can handle that situation that's too tough for the individual to be able to handle. And so that's exactly what happened with Mark and um, the other Steven, guy. Steven. Steven. Drawn a blank. <sighs> yes. So uh, so that was that was a great example of how it was created. Um We'll talk more about how they handle that later, but uh, at least how it was created, that was spot on. That's that's exactly how it happens. So, because it was one thing for him to experience the death, the the death, the death of his brother, but then for his mother to continue to blame him for it and just making him feel like just absolute garbage every time she could, it just made it that much worse. Yeah, it was. He never got to get away from it. It was heavy. Like I, I know I said that before. It was. But like, it was like there are some things you can watch and it's fun, and then you can go do something else and not really, you know, think about it. But like watching the the fifth, I feel like Jay, have you noticed the fifth episode, or the, the second to last, no matter if there are six episodes, whatever, the second to last episode of every Marvel show is really where stuff starts hitting the fan. It does, yeah, and uh, it's a shame for me that it took so long to get to this point. I, I didn't like that it took so long. Because as we've talked about it before, I really started to lose interest Mm -hmm. in this show. And then it was actually this episode that I was like, okay, this is really starting to get more interesting. Finally. (laughs) And then, and then we'll, we'll talk about the last episode right now. 
Oh, the last episode, potentially the last ever episode. It's still very up in the air of if there will be a season two. I think it's done. I think it's done. I think there should be a season two. I don't think there will be a season two. Um, The fact that we're talking about that kind of lets you know kind of how it ends. Uh, Episode six, Gods and Monsters. Harrow frees Amit and kills the avatars of the other Egyptian gods. Layla finds Khonshu's Ushabti and releases him. Spectre refuses to stay in the field of reeds and returns to the Duat to rescue Grant. With Tawaret's help, they escape through the gates of Osiris and awaken in their body. Khonshu rebonds with them, restoring their powers. Layla discovers that Amit can be rebound by multiple avatars, Excuse me. And agrees to become the temporary avatar of Towerette. They join Spectre, Grant, and Conchu in fighting Harrow and Amit. Harrow overpowers Spectre and Grant, but they experience a blackout during which they somehow defeat Harrow. Spectre and Layla seal Amit in Harrow's body, imprisoning her, and Conchu urges Spectre to execute them. Spectre refuses and orders Conchu to release him and Grant from their service. The pair find themselves in the hospital where they reject the vision and choose to continue their new life together as heroes. In a mid credit scene, Harrow is killed by Jake Lockley, Spectre's third alter, who is still working with Khonshu. Who was totally in the other sarcophagus that was in the hospital oh, that was never opened. <clears throat> had to be. When they had periods of other... Oh, what episode was it? It was like the, th- like the second or third episode... Yeah, I think it was the third one. Where he, I think it was Stephen was in Egypt and he blacked out and all those people were like full on dead. And he like looked in the mirror because that used to be how they'd communicate. And he looked in the mirror and he was like, Mark, what did you do? And Mark was like, what did you do? I didn't do it. And it's like, oh yeah, there's a third one. But I was like, when are they going to get there? It? When, are, when are they going to, it took the mid credit scene. They had to play a full game of guess who. That would be so frustrating because they all have the same physical characteristics. <laughs> They would have to do it by suit, I guess. Could you imagine? So that makes me wonder, like, what does the third suit look like? Because oh. they all kind of fit their personalities, you know? Yeah. Like, for for Steven, it's kind of this, like, you know, more of like a detective almost look, you know? That really intelligent detective. You know, he's got the suit and tie, mm-hmm. and even his weaponry is not, like, he doesn't kill people. You know, it's more for just, like, knocking them out. And then Marks is, like, the... um assassin batman looking one that's like hey i've got these knife moon things that come out of my chest it's like what does the third one look like i am looking on the google and i mean there's not even a and it says you have cancer i was looking for the third moon knight costume i don't have cancer webmd how did you get here um (laughs) no there's not even concept art so i mean Hmm. I think it's just going to be a fun, what would it have been? I feel like it, it, it no matter what, it's going to be really intimidating, I feel. Yeah. I feel like, what if it was like the Hulk, but a mummy? Oh, that'd be weird. That'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> Moon, Moon Knight Hulk. smash. Mulk. It just sounds like you're saying milk with an accent. Can I have yeah. the mulk, please? What are you saying? Say it right. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, um... So, uh, kind of the same thing about the way I thought about the last episode was kind of how I felt about the episode before it. I was Mm -hmm. like, wow, finally. Well, then like when he finally started fighting, I was like, okay, now it makes more sense on why they took so long to get here. They had so much explaining to do to get to this point. Yeah. 
But at the same time, like as much as I enjoyed it, I was also disappointed and frustrated because <laughs> just because it took so long to get to that point. Yeah. And I mean, we've, I mean, we've talked about this as the show has gone on. The other shows haven't had to do that. They were able to hit the ground running yeah, the, because you knew who, who everyone was. The characters were already established. Yeah. And I mean, that had been my concern going in. And I mean, it's still my concern going forward because there are other shows and just the, the, no, the knowledge of like, I'm going to have to push through some filler to get to where this needs to be. Like, it's not a good feeling to have. No, it's not. I did really enjoy the Scarlet Scarabs uh, costume. I thought that was really cool when she takes out her wings and they're like wing blades. Yeah. I thought that's awesome. It it felt a lot like, and I mean, I say this because I, I actually just rewatched the last two episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it felt like Sam's Captain America wings in terms of like functionality. Yeah. Yeah, it did. So I, mm, she's really cool. Like, I want there to be more things because I like their characters. Like, I think Oscar Isaac was incredible in this. Yeah, they both were. I can't remember the actor who plays Layla, but she was really good, too. They were all very good at what they did. Um, You know, Oscar Isaac's playing not two, but three different characters was impressive. Of course, the third character, we really didn't get to see that much. But it was all very interesting. Yeah, I... I don't really know what else there is to say about this because it's, it's a slow burn, and then by the time it catches, it's gone. So. So will Moon Knight be an Avenger? No. No, he will not. No. <laughs> he would. No, he will not. He doesn't fit the Avengers vibe. Like he's too. Did did you miss the part where the villain was mysteriously shot in the forehead? No, he's not going to be yeah. an Avenger. <laughs> no, he's not going to be an Avenger. You're right. But I have more thoughts on that after we finish talking about what we came oh here for gosh. today. <sighs> Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange. This is a movie that we've been waiting for for a long time. We knew it was coming eventually. It's here. And boy, do we have things to say about it. <sighs> There's really no point in trying to summarize this movie because it is ridiculous and all over the place. I mean... I mean, we could this, give a basic summary. The, the Wikipedia plot summary, it's its the same as it always is. It's like five paragraphs. I think it's pretty solid. Uh, I, I could probably summarize it pretty quick. Um, you watched the first Doctor Strange movie, did more mushrooms, and then... Yeah. you. Um, so basically, if you haven't seen anything since Endgame, Ooh, you're not going to understand yeah. this movie at all. You have to have... And John, it happened. The thing happened that I've been worried about this entire time, which is if you hadn't watched the shows, you would not understand this movie. No. I mean, I feel like we were going to get to that point anyway. I don't I think I know, but that's what I was so afraid of. Wasn't that did none of the shows have any bearing on Spider-Man? No. No. Not at all. Well, originally, right? This movie was supposed to come out before the show. So, before WandaVision? Uh-huh. Are you serious? Yeah. Originally, Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first show, and it was going to come out uh, Christmas, what would that have been, 2020? And then Multiverse of Madness was going to come out? It was going to come out that spring. Like, oh, no, no, no. And I think then WandaVision might have been, been, like, originally scheduled to lead into it, but, like, boom, boom, and not like it's been out for a year. I don't know. But that's what I'm to, saying, though, I'm is that WandaVision, that's what I'm saying, though, is if you hadn't watched WandaVision, there's going to be a lot of this movie that you're going to be very confused about 
How was there not a... How did it take me that long? I had to control F on this page to find the WandaVision link. It should have been much easier to find. Because uh, Wa- WandaVision ties directly into this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like... But see, that's what I've been afraid of this whole time because there's going to be casual fans that aren't going to get Disney Plus or aren't going to watch the WandaVision show and then they're going to watch the movie and they're going to be like, why Why is she so obsessed with her kids? She doesn't what have kids? kids? <laughs> Where did these there's, kids there's come the from? Rub. And then it's like, well, you have to watch the show in order to understand that. I'm trying to think when this was. I don't like it, Marvel. I don't like it. It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous because I know I know of people that I'm really good friends with that, like, sure, they love the Marvel movies, but they're not going to watch the, the shows. Why not? Like, they're, they're just not that dedicated. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm also going to watch the Marvel shows. It's like, I just want to go see the movies because the movies are fun and, and they're an event. You know, it's a thing to do. And they're not going to care about the shows. I don't know. I know you're upset about it, but I just think, I think of it big picture. Well, big picture, I don't see it as that big of a problem. Because the people who, the people who are invested are going to do it anyway. Like, if you're going to watch, if you're going to hit the high points and watch the Marvel movies, you probably wouldn't watch this one. Well, let's just say you watch the movies and you watch Doctor Strange. And you're like, I like Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is cool. He's a cool, he's a cool character. So I'm definitely going to go see this one. But then you go to see it and you're like, what? Well, like, I know who Wanda is, but why is she now called the Scarlet Witch? Why is she at this cabin? And why? Yeah. And why is she so obsessed with her kids? She didn't have kids before. Where did those come from? Yeah. I, I mean, I see where you're coming from and it is, it is a valid point. It's just not something that I'm incredibly concerned with. But I mean, it is not even like, there's not a debate to me. WandaVision is essential to knowing what's going on in this movie. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Also, we have we had discussed this on the pod uh, pretty much any time we had talked about Multiverse of Madness. Um, it's genuinely Marvel's answer to a horror movie. Oh, yeah. In fact, um, I went and watched this with my oldest son, and he actually covered his face a few times in this movie. Yeah, I... It's pretty gruesome. Yeah. Like that scene when he goes to see the Illuminati mm, mm-hmm. and Wanda takes out the Illuminati. That was, uh, that was intense. Let's, let's talk about that scene, Jay. So in the lead up to the release of the movie, we had two Illuminati members confirmed. We had Charles Xavier confirmed in this movie and we had Captain Carter from what if also. So I wouldn't say what if is essential viewing, but things make more no. sense. So, I mean, that's another TV show tie in. The other members of the Illuminati, Black Bolt, which is a short, and his name is Blackagar Boltagon. What are we doing? Give him a cooler name and then a cool superhero name. Uh, Maria Rambo is this universe's Captain Marvel. And then the big one, Reed Richards. From Fantastic Four. And the Mr. Fantastic. The thing that was most exciting about that wasn't just that it was Reed Richards. It was that it was John Krasinski. As Reed Richards, mm-hmm. which we mm-hmm. have been wanting for years, yeah. literal years. There's been fan art of John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, I like Jim Richard Richards. The nerd Jim Jim Richards. I so I didn't. I was pretty like reserved in um, Spider Man when it was like oh, the other Spider Men are here. This is great. I was like, well, of course they're here. Their villains are already here. Like, come on, 
keep up. Um, but when Reed Richards showed up, I was in the theater. I was like, <gasps> like I was the loudest person in that theater. I was just like, oh my gosh, it's happening. <laughs> my son and I went like in the middle of the day. So there wasn't, there was like maybe 15 people in there total. And um, we get in there and when he like beamed into his chair, I went, ha, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, then uh, Professor X also rolls out. It's Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. and his yellow hover chair, uh, his hover round. hover chair. And, yeah. And <laughs> the music from the X-Men animated series is playing in the background. And I looked at my son. And I said, this is the best part of the whole movie right here. Like this one scene. <laughs> and then it wasn't. Yeah. And then it was awful. And I hated every second of That's, it. <laughs> I, I think potentially, Jay, you can I want to hear your your rebuttal to this. I think potentially including Deadpool and the X-Men movies, maybe even including Logan, the scene with Wanda killing the Illuminati might be the most gruesome in the MCU. Yeah, I mean, it's let's just uh, let's just run through the list. So you've got Black Bolt. Uh, he His mouth so, disappears. For context, for people who might not know Black Bolt, um, very strong, very powerful. And his voice is his power. So in the in the alternate reality where where Doctor Strange finds himself, there Doctor Strange was like chaotic good, I guess. Yeah. On the on the normal scale of, of characters. So what they did was they defeated their Thanos and then Black Bolt like they killed him. They killed their Doctor Strange. And the way that they killed it, he said, I'm sorry. And the power of his voice obliterated Doctor Strange's physical being. Yeah, disintegrated him. So his power is his voice. When he says words, destruction happens. So Wanda takes away his mouth. It's gone. And so when he tries to say something, there's no way for his voice to get out. And so it just basically blows his head. Yeah, right there yeah. in front of like on camera and it stays in his suit. So you just like imagine popping a balloon inside of another balloon. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it was Ugh. awful. It was it was an, it was gruesome. Yeah. That alone, when that happened, I I was like, oh gosh, I've made a mistake. Why did we see that? And then uh, Mr. Fantastic gets turned into spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Which there's a there's a kind of almost a throwaway line in before the fight. Like Reed Richards is walking up at Wanda very confidently, which us having seen what Wanda can do is very worrying. Um, she goes, do you have any children? And he goes, yes. She goes, is their mother alive? And he says, yes. He goes, well, they'll need someone to raise them. Do you know what that means, Jay? She killed him. No, that means Franklin is in play. Oh, oh, right. You're right. I didn't think about that. That was the immediate reaction of one of the people that we watched the movie with, was she turned and she she gets really excited and things, and she smacked me. And I was like, what is, what is going on here? And she was like, that means Franklin. And I was like, the turtle? And she was like, no. <laughs> She did not appreciate that. Um, again, for context, Franklin Richards is like Omega level mutant, one of the most powerful yeah, like, beings in the Marvel universe. I would argue, well, yeah, one of the most powerful, one of the most dangerous. Oh, absolutely. I mean, great power, great responsibility, right? Yeah. So this is absolutely opening the door for unannounced projects that we might not have known about. Because on the roadmap, weren't there like TBD movies scheduled? Yeah, I mean there. Yeah, there was, and then we know for sure that they're making a Fantastic Four movie. <sighs> Do you think they'll get Emily Blunt to be Sue? My, so this is something I wanted to talk to you about. But first, let's go through. Let's continue through the list. So, Mister Fantastic gets turned into spaghetti. Mm-hmm. 
um, then uh, Captain Marvel Peggy. gets smushed by a giant pillar, and then Peggy gets cut in half the by shield. her own shield. It hurt. Um, yeah, probably literally. And then, uh, not if it was fast enough. That's true. <laughs> that is a dark thought for you, and we'll move right past it to uh, yes. Professor X tries to get in Wanda's head to rescue Wanda from the Scarlet Witch persona, and Wa- and the Scarlet Witch kills him. Yeah, breaks his neck in his mind, which then also killed him in real uh-huh. life. So that was intense. And uh, and then, so the thing that I think, and I'm wondering, you know, they John Krasinski played Mr. Fantastic, which was fantastic to see and something that everybody was looking forward to. I was too. Um, but my question and my thought is, do you think that that was just a one-off for him? Like, do you think like he just did it for this movie and then that's it? I absolutely do not. Okay. Um, the curiosity that I have with that though, is what does that mean for professor X? Because there are already two professor X's and if they're going to reset, and not bring anyone in, they can't carry anyone over. So if that means restarting top to bottom, what does Patrick Stewart in this context mean? I guess I guess it's more hopeful than anything else that John Krasinski yeah. stays Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. But I guess the thing that I wonder that I'm curious about is it's like, okay, so they're gonna make a Fantastic Four movie, but is it gonna be a seasoned Fantastic Four? They've been around for a oh, while. So we've had or the is it gonna be twice a new fantastic four. And if so, like, does that mean they're just going to start over from new? And my question is if they're seasoned, where have they been this whole time? And why are we just now seeing them? Or is it going to take place on a different earth, a completely different universe? Cause now we've opened the door to that. I it's like, so does that mean that some of these future movies might actually be taking place on a separate earth? No. And I'll tell you why, because of the, mid credit scene not the end credit scene which was hilarious but not essential the mid credit scene is doctor strange is approached is approached by a sorceress who warns him that his actions have triggered an incursion that he must help fix strange follows her into the dark dimension an incursion is where like do you know the old uh like the old thing like two men enter one man leaves that's yes. essentially what an incursion is but with realities so it's these two realities are merging one of them is going to end. And I think this incursion is what brings in those new characters because they were there on the other one, but because one thing different happened 300 years ago, those people never happened in 616, which is the the MCU, the canonical main reality. So I think that's what it is because they danced around it in Spider-Man as well. You know, they were talking about like, oh, you know, I'm one of the Avengers. And they say, what are Avengers? And I mean, they talked about it. They kind of talked about it here. Dr. Strange talking with America Chavez of like, yeah, we, we had this incident with Spider-Man. And she was like, Spider-Man, that sounds gross. And it was a nice little like moment of brevity. He shoot webs out of his butt? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what he does. Strange is like, I, I hope not. <laughs> so I, I think that's the workaround is all those people are from an incursion. Okay. Well, I guess that might explain that then. It's the cleanest way. uh, It's absolutely the cleanest way for that to happen. So America Chavez is kind of the, the uh, problem that needs to be fixed in this movie. Uh, Wanda is definitely the villain, which a lot of people did not expect. And I was like, where have you been? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it's like, okay, you clearly didn't watch the you weren't, series. You haven't been paying attention to anything. Like, we, no. we knew this was going to be Wanda's villain arc. This, I, yeah. I tell you the disappointing thing, though, Jay, is that this was Wanda's villain arc, which means that we won't get House of M. No. That would have been... No, like, I don't they would, think... They would have had to build to that, because that is such a massive scale of a plot. And it doesn't mean that that still can't come later. But when it... Like, if it does, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, it's... um. So yeah, Wanda's the villain, and she's trying to get America because America she can uh, teleport to different dimensions, different universes. Um, she didn't know that she could do it until she was scared by a bee, and then um, her parents were sucked away into a vortex, and uh, she was too. And so um, you know, she thinks that they're dead. Uh, Stephen is definitely like, no, they're they're not dead. And she's like, well, how do you know? And he's like, because you're not. You survived. So it, it, they probably have the same drive that you do to survive. It's like, okay, sure, Stephen, that great checks motivational out. motivational speaker. Yeah. Speaking of, of Stephen Strange's motivational speaking abilities. Um, did Or reading the room. Did it bother you how rapid her character development was? America's? Because yeah. yeah. she was like, mild progress, mild progress, mild progress. Oh, she just like, she leveled up. With a pep talk. She's level 9,000. She went Super Saiyan. Um, Without any training. Like it, it bothered me almost as much as the end of Guardians of the Galaxy when it's like, we defeated the villain with the power of friendship. Like, <laughs> it was just so rapid. She went from like, I can't control my powers. And he literally looks at her. He's like, yeah, you can. She's like, I can. What yeah. are we doing? Let me give you my, let me give you my zombie wink. Zombie strange. Like you knew it was going to happen at some point because again, it was in the trailer, but the reveal for it was like borderline comical. Yeah. It was not what any of us expected it to be. I don't think. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and get on this soapbox. All right. Let's hear it. Because this is something that I feel like a lot of movies are doing now and it bothers me. Okay. So what's happening with a lot of movies now and, and it actually, it occurred to me because uh, my wife said the other night, hey, I kind of want to start re-watching all of the Marvel movies. I said, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. We can sit down like family and, and uh, like, because we are family and we <laughs> can. <laughs> funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we can watch these uh, movies together. So we're actually watching them in timeline order as opposed to release order. Okay. So we started out with Captain America, the first Avenger. And it was during the course of that movie that it dawned on me. I am now starting to understand why I'm not liking a lot of these new heroes that are coming out. Not just in Marvel, but you have Marvel, you have DC. Eh, not so much DC, but you got Marvel, you've got Star Wars especially. It seems to be strictly a Disney thing, I've noticed. But what's happening is, is you're having these heroes that are not showing their worthiness of being a hero. And they go from not really being a hero to suddenly being a hero. And there's no progress. There's no training montage that shows this is why they're worthy of being a hero. Is there a specific one that jumps out at you? Because I think I understand. I want to make sure. Okay. So let me, let me, Let me start off by saying what, to me, defines a hero. So, Captain America, Steve Rogers, hands down, is one of the best heroes that we have with 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the reason why is because he started out as a nobody. He started out as somebody who had this more he had the morals he had he was he was a good guy and he knew what it was like to not have power but want but wanting to help and so then he's granted this power and through the course of the movie he then starts to develop why he's worthy of being this amazing hero but it doesn't just start out like yeah i'm a hero he works his way up to it thor same way he had his hammer and his dad was like, you're not worthy of this hammer, and takes away the hammer. Well, then Thor had to show, yes, I am worthy of this hammer. And so he sent down to Earth, and he works through the training montage, his training montage, to then become the hero. Same thing with even, like, Iron Man and even Doctor Strange. Like, they all have the same thing. But, like, Ray, for example. This is a big one. I don't... Ray is a is a understatedly weak character to me though. So Ray, Ray started out that first movie with her started out really really good because then you see this power that she has and you're like, "Whoa, okay, how come she has this power? What's going on? What did she do that she was able to earn this power? What gave her this power?" Well, then we find out later it's just because you're a Palpatine. But I mean, yeah. Isn't that how? Isn't that like, how? Yeah. That's the same okay, thing about Luke, Luke, though. Luke got his power. Okay, but, but at he... the same time, though, Luke then had to go through the trials that he had to go through to then become this awesome hero. Right. So it's not a. Ray never had that. Ray had the potential for that, but she got she got prequeled. Her screenwriting was bad. Her character was bad. Okay. Well, but but she's still. That's how the character was written, though. And so we have to like. Have that's to, the character yeah, we got. We can't say. What? what oh, she you could know have what? Been. Ray was actually a great hero. She could have been a lot better. Yeah, no, I'm not I gonna, agree. I'm not going to debate that. She could have been great, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. But at the same time, we can't say. Well, if this had happened, because that's not what happened. Yeah. And so, America, I feel like you're feeling the same thing that I was feeling too. That was like, okay, so suddenly you can start to use this correctly? Yeah. Why? There, what I, What trials did you have to go through that gave you permission to do this thing? I, I don't know that I would describe it in those same words, but yes, I was absolutely bothered by there was no training montage. Like there wasn't a, for this movie to function in the way it should have functioned, there should have been like another half hour. Because it yes, is a, I agree. it is the movie itself is just over two hours, which seems very short, especially in the wake of Spider-Man being three hours long. Like I could have done with so much more of this movie because there is no, there is no training montage for her. It's genuinely, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can do it, and it feels very rushed. And it, it almost took me like I had to, I had to like refocus back into this movie. It was like, oh, that's really abrupt. I don't know. Saying she doesn't earn it is really hard, though. And and I would argue the same thing for Layla in Moon Knight. I also like, did I like Layla as a character? I did. Did I like the Scarlet Scarab's costume and her fighting? I did. But it bothered me that, okay, Layla suddenly gets this power and she knows how to use it masterfully. How come it took Grant, it took Stephen and Mark, they had to go through all this stuff 
to learn how to do it. So like by the time, by you, by the time you get to the last episode, it's like, okay, they've been through a lot and they have figured this stuff out. And now you're seeing them fight and you're seeing them switch like as they're fighting mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you're like, Whoa, this is really cool. But then all of a sudden Layla comes in and her costume and she's able to do it all like with no error at all. And it's like, well, how come you got to do it so easily? I, I think though that's a flawed comparison though, because Layla had been around Mark as Mark and as Moon Knight. She was aware of Conchu. She couldn't see him because she wasn't an avatar. But seeing how Conchu and Mark interacted, it makes sense that Towerette and Layla would interact the same way. There would be this kind of almost functioning like uh, like Venom. There would be this like mental. Oh, we're two minds in the same body. It's going to be very fluid. We'll know how it works. So she was she wasn't starting from zero. She had some some stuff to work with. Um, America, I do think it's just so rapid. Yeah, it's just you know, cla- I guess it's just I guess for me, I guess what I'm thinking of is just I don't know if it was literature class or one of the classes I took in college. It was a literature class. It was about Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. I love that class. And um, you know, one of the things he talks about is what makes a hero a hero. And, you know, I remember very well that he talked about how, you know, a hero is given this power, but they don't really want it and they don't or it's either they don't really want it or they don't know how to use it. And then through the course of the story, they then learn how to use it. They learn how to accept it. They learn how to master it. And then by the end of it, they've mastered it. And then that's when you get to see the hero's full potential. And so I think that's why for me personally, that's why when I watch these heroes like Luke or Captain America or, um, you know, I don't know, even Batman, the original or the, the, uh, you know, Batman begins the, the, the dark Nolan Knight, Batman. the Nolan Batman, like even that, that's a good example too, of how, you know, he, he struggles, they struggle at first, but then they, they get it and they master it. And then for like Captain America, for example, by the time you see him in Captain America, winter soldier, I mean, he's, he's B.A., he is amazing. And you're like, whoa, he has really figured this stuff out. So I guess that's that's what sits with me, and I guess that's why it bothers me so much. But everybody's entitled to their own opinion. <laughs> I think it's very safe to say, especially in terms of character development in this movie, uh, they for sure didn't ask us. They did not. I actually, it was, unfortunately, so... I'll have to say there was a lot of stuff I liked about this movie. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Like I didn't walk away going, ah, man, that was, you know, that, that was awful. Like it wasn't like Batman. I didn't walk away like in Batman and go, that sucked. Like I walked away and was like, that was fun. That was fun. If, if Batman had ended with, without going to Arkham, I would have liked it so much more. Yeah. But the, the end of this is almost the end of this movie does not fit with the tone of the rest of this movie because the the mid credit scene with Charlize Theron is like almost fun. It's like, oh, this doesn't like, it's kind of happy and go lucky. He's like, hey, you messed up and you have to come fix it. And he's like, yeah, we can do that. And then he pops his little third eye open. I'm like, ah, I don't like it. <laughs> Slap hands. Uh, also, did you confirm who that character was? I, I had to look her it's up, Clea. but it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's Steven's wife. In, in other universes, she is his wife. They've had, uh, her character history is somewhat interesting because there are some iterations where they like 
met but weren't together or like i don't know i looked it up and then i forgot it because i was like it's going to be a while before she's relevant again from an mcu perspective at least yeah the uh the mcu as a whole as a shared universe doesn't work anymore in after this movie in what way it's just it's not a shared universe i mean it's just the movies are no longer working together as they were before i don't feel in the sense that you can't picture something else from another movie happening at the same time as this movie that and i just i I feel like we've reached the point kind of like what we've been saying for a little while now that the universe like i don't think there's going to be another avengers movie i think the avengers movies are done i think they've kind of split off into their own independent little things with the exception of there's clearly a supernatural element you know this magic element that's going to come into play and i think you're going to have these magic type characters that are going to come together but other than that like i really don't see how there's going to be like this ultimate let's all get together to do this thing there is currently not one scheduled for phase four so the the phase four movies, according to again, according to Wikipedia, are Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, Love and Thunder, Wakanda Forever, Quantumania, which I am excited about and had kind of forgotten about, to be honest with you. Um, Guardians 3, The Marvels and Fantastic Four. There is not an Avengers movie scheduled for phase four. The closest that I think we will get uh, is a t- is a series because the television series of Phase Four are WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki season one, uh, What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She Hulk, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, and Secret Invasion, and then also Ironheart and Armor Wars. But Secret Invasion is the one that I think is the potential for the big event. I don't know that it'll actually be that way because the confirmed cast is um nick fury talos the scroll leader uh, maria hill everett ross and roadie so so if you i had a number of complaints okay with this movie okay so the first one is i just i typed it as i was watching the movie i would pull out my phone to make a note and the first one i have is read the room steven <laughs> at the wedding <laughs> when he's like talking to christine awful. I'm oh like, what are gosh. you doing? Like, you're at a wedding. Why are you saying anything not, to her right not now? Not only are you at a wedding, you're at her wedding. Her you're at wedding. Her, you're at the wedding of your... Were they ever engaged or were they just dating? Uh, I don't think I don't think they were ever engaged. You were at, I don't know. I don't you remember. You were at the wedding of, at the very least, your last long-term girlfriend. Yeah. You're at her wedding, making her a drink because you're a wizard, whatever. That was actually kind of a funny scene. Um, and... You're like, man, why didn't we work out? And like you said, read the read the dadgum room. <laughs> Get out I've of here, Stephen. I've never been so glad for there to be an emergency. Like, oh, yes, something that requires a hero. Get him out of here. Oh, oh good, a monster. Please, <laughs> get out of there. Um, dreams are windows into the multiverse. I I don't know. I was just like, okay. You want to know why that's really upsetting? I guess so. Okay. I don't why? dream. Oh. So you're you're America yeah, then. Yeah, there's just one. Oh, there's just one of me. There's, there's just one. Of, you're one of a kind, John. Oh shucks. Um, <laughs> I said, I said, I get that she's supporting the LGBTQ movement, and I understand that they need to use a symbol that's recognizable. But you mean to tell me that the pride flag looks exactly the same in another universe? This was her first time to this earth. 
I call bull crap. <laughs> I had not thought about that. Yeah. So I was like, I, I saw the flag, you know, on her, the pin, mm-hmm. she had a pin on her jacket and I was like, okay, I get that. I get that what you're supporting. But then I was like that flag, I understand also has to be recognizable for us because then we're going to get what's going on here. But at the same time, this is your first time of this earth and that flag looks exactly like our flag. I don't think that's right. Yeah. Anyway. I had not thought about that at all, but now that's going to really bother me. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> And then, uh, and then Scarlet Witch, you know, getting mad at, um, strange. And she's like, you do something that's against the laws of nature and you get called a hero. I get do, I do something that's against the laws of nature and I get called, uh, a, 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 a villain. That's not fair. And then I said out loud, I went fair. You enslaved an entire town. That's in, in the words that she used, her point makes sense. The rebuttal is, oh, but what are the actual things that we did? Oh, you mean I did this thing that caused tremendous personal sacrifice for the greater good? Yeah, and you enslaved an entire town so that you could play pretend house. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I put America, America has star portals and her universe of origin wears stars on their outfits. Um, a B, this movie takes the butterfly effect to a whole new level. Hey, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, tuning fork man just blew his brains out. Oh, that scene is brutal. Oh, Captain Carter running around stealthy and Wanda doesn't hear it. Call bull crap. Oh yeah. Why didn't Wanda take out Captain and Marvel first along with tuning fork man? She was clearly a bigger threat. I feel like she just went at the people who attacked her first. Speaking of Wanda taking people out, I would like to talk about two rumors that I had heard in the lead up to this movie that were ultimately confirmed. Not true. Rumor number one, I think we had talked about it was uh, Tom Cruise as superior Iron Man. Oh yeah, that's who would right. Have, it's either two or three infinity stones and that didn't happen. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> it would have been awful. It would have been so bad. Uh, yeah. But the other thing, the one that I, I hadn't seen this, the thing that made me believe it was that I didn't see it until like two weeks before the movie came out. And I was like, if there were a leak, it would come out like right now. And that was that Wanda was going to kill the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man in this hmm. movie. Yeah, that definitely didn't. That happen. would have hurt. Like we had just yeah, got him back really bad. after like twenty years, and it was a good ending. And that just doesn't make sense. That rumor. I think it. I. Not, none of the none of it made sense. I. That's that's true. It was definitely like we had we had talked about it in the lead up to this movie. Who's going to be in it? No one knows. It could have been anybody. Yeah, it really could have. Like, as soon as they confirmed it was the Illuminati, I was like, you know who's normally in the Illuminati? Namor and Black Panther. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, those are two people that would have been very interesting. Yeah. Again, also, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Massive, massive loss. Obviously, to more than just Marvel movies, but like, man. He will forever be Black Panther. Absolutely. Um, My next thing, when did Doctor Strange learn how to fight hand-to-hand combat? Um, he had the time stone. Theoretically, he could have learned it whenever. Okay. Um, I said, really? No emergency exit built into the big fishbowl? No. Where they were being held? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, why is there not just, like, a special button that can be pressed so that the gate can open? Uh-uh, because um, you're in the building of the most powerful force on the planet, so you shouldn't need one, except Wanda's crazy. The, uh, the book that they use, the All Good book or whatever it was called? They look at it, and then they set it on fire. Yeah, and and 
And the book, when they saw it, literally goes, oh, like the whole time. It, exceptionally subtle, that book. Oh, yeah. Also, I just said the book was literally sitting on a light. Uh-huh. Like they pull the book off and the light turns off. And I'm like, that was not as magical as I thought it was going to be. Oh, the the boys, Wanda's boys weren't phased by the big star until they said something. And then they freak out. The big star. <laughs> So at the very end, so how the movie ends right, 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 is right. she's like, you know what? I'm just going to give you what you want. And she opens the portal and she's able to see her boys and go in. Well, the portal opens and the boys like sit on the couch. They're sitting on the couch and they continue to sit on the couch for like a few seconds. And then she finally goes, boys. And then that's when they freak out. They turn and see them and they're like, oh my gosh. And it's like, really? This giant star was just in your living room wall. Did you not see that? Yeah. Um, I got just a couple more. How how much fun would it have been to have a Wanda versus Wanda fight? That would have been really cool, actually. The rules of this witch book were not established. You can break all the rules of natural life, but you can't use the dead. That was very abrupt. Yeah, it's like he uses the dead, and then the spirits are like, you can't do that! You know, and it's like, well, so you can break all these other rules, but you can't use dead? That doesn't make I sense. I mean, something has to be sacred. <laughs> Nothing oh, else and then uh, my final thing, my final question was just, why are her portals stars? I think that's her thing. Like how Doctor Strange's portals are circles. I know, but why? I don't know. Circles make more sense. That's just, to me, that's just like, that's just a, a more that, that is a common shape. geometric shape. Yeah. Like a, a portal, you know, you think of a portal, you think a circle, but like a star? Like why a star? So does that mean Doctor Strange could make his portal any shape he wanted to? I don't think so. I mean, like you said, that's her, like, that's her thing. Could he use a dodecagon? They're exclusively three-dimensional spheres, so they just like they're like they're like you know, the top half is red and then the bottom half is white. They're pokeballs. He teleports at pokeballs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was all my stuff that stood out to me during the movie. Yeah, I yeah, I think that's mostly fair. Well, we should rate I it. I think just one to ten. I don't have the, I don't know what you could really compare it to to make a comparison scale. I I can't either. Compared to the first Doctor Strange movie, I liked it much less. I, I liked it much better. Okay. I, I've said it before, and I will say it again. The first Doctor Strange movie is just Iron Man with mushrooms. It's yeah. the same movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I. so what on a scale of 1 to 10? On a scale of 1 to 10, I would give it an 8.5 with two warnings. One, put the most gruesome scene in all of in all of the MCU. Know that going in. I won't tell you like obviously we talked about it here, but if you are going to talk about it with a friend, Seeing it, warn them yeah. about that. The visuals for it is what gets you. You know, describing it is one thing. The visuals and the sounds. The visuals. Yeah, it was it was gruesome. Yeah. Um and two, we we had we Jay and I went into this movie knowing it was Marvel's horror movie. My wife did not. She did not know it was a horror movie. She did not know Wanda was the villain. So we left that movie and she was very confused. And I was like, no, that's how it was always going to be. And she said, how long did you know that? And I was like, years. <laughs> as soon yeah. as this movie was announced, that's how they started marketing it. Yeah. So I would give it an 8.5 with those two caveats. But also, I think it's really good. I don't really know that I want to watch it again anytime soon. Start to finish. Like, I would watch... Uh, like the high points and just skip the slow stuff. I really liked um, the Illuminati stuff a lot. Um, 
I, it's sad to say this and it it's possibly a little mean, but I think I would have liked this movie a lot better if America hadn't been in it. Um, not because of how her character turned out, but I just, I don't know. I was just kind of like, eh, I don't really like, I feel like they could have used a different method to mult, to, to jump through the universes. Um, but they did what they did. And, uh, so actually I'm going to give this movie a six out of 10. I really not a huge fan. Um, but I did love the Illuminati scene. That whole scene was incredible. Um, but other than that, I really was just kind of like, yeah, all right. I mean, you know, it's good. It's not great, but it's, it's good. It's, it's fun. It's fun to watch it. So, you know, like I said, I I didn't leave there going, oh yeah, that was awful. But so with that, we are officially on two countdowns. We are counting down to Obi-Wan Kenobi at the end of May and then piggybacking off of that Miss Marvel at the beginning of June Yeah, and then counting down to Love and Thunder in July. Yeah. Those are the next big things we have to look forward to. Um, yeah, and then in the middle of that, Stranger Things is a pretty I, big release. I know. I've never seen for it. For you, so personally, it's not. But many are very excited yeah. about it. There are people who get as excited about Stranger Things as I will about Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm perfect. Yeah, that's yeah, that's self-awareness. I know it's some people saying it's just not my thing. I can tell you which one I'll be watching first. Stranger Things? Because you can binge it all. Be... No, I won't binge it all. I'm not a binger. I don't like to really? binge. I don't. I don't. I like spreading it out, but <laughs> but I will. Uh, I will definitely be watching Stranger Things first. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's fair. So, anyway, that is it. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us uh, real quick, you can um, follow us on Twitter. That's probably going to be the best way. You can follow John at jmuller eight three three two. You can follow me, the nerd is underscore in, uh, and then you can also follow, huh? I was opening our Twitter account, and for some reason we had to oh. suggest, like, Twitter thinks we want to see this tweet from McDonald's. No, we don't. Oh, no, we don't. Um, we are not loving that. I mean, I do love a good McRiddle, though. Mm. And then uh, you can follow the show at T-D-A-U underscore pod. You can also go to our website, and there is a uh, place down at the bottom that you can get in touch with us uh, they didn't ask us pod.com and yeah listen to the show rate us leave a leave a review uh, follow us recommend us to your friends and with that we are done and so we will be back in two weeks with a bonus, bonus. episode so give us recommendations for that we would love to hear from you and with that nerd out